Hello, church. Welcome back to H2O and Friends. I'm Brian. And I'm Brooke. We're so glad to have you back here. It's episode three. It's the middle of April. Ah, We're coming off the back of Easter here, Brooke. And Mm -hmm. I, um, I don't know about you, but I, so my, uh, our family, Katie and Eleanor and I, Sunday mornings, we've gotten into the habit of listening to the BGH2O live stream service on, on YouTube. And I distinctly remember watching and saying to my wife, this, uh, honestly, I'm a little ashamed of this, but it's just reality. <laughs> this is what I said to Katie. I said, I said, I haven't even considered the, Im- the implication of, of Easter and of Jesus raising from the grave. Like... Mm. just um i don't know i've shared how how i've had hope in jesus in this season but just like everything going on i hadn't stopped to consider that um jesus raising from the grave it changes everything i i was gonna say i feel like the past week as what the church considers holy week i feel like people were either very acutely aware of what was happening and relating it back to our present circumstances and just yeah. engaging or the other half was, I can't even wrap my head around the mm-hmm. fact that this is still happening and that we can't gather as like a fellowship of believers. I feel like there was just kind of a a spectrum. And I honestly think I found myself on both ends of that just at different points throughout the week. But Sunday morning, something I even saw circulating a lot around on the internet that I first, again, maybe a little bit ashamed of this, but at first I was like, this is just silly. Let's just stop saying this. But then I thought about it. So I'll just say what I read. It was this line that said, churches may be empty this morning, but remember that the tomb was too. Hmm. And at first I was like, yeah, yeah. But then I thought, and then I said, yeah, yeah, Jesus is alive <laughs> this day and his resurrection from death changes everything. The universe hinges on that truth. So Brian, praise God that you even just got to realize like, yeah, that does change everything on Easter Sunday. I think that's a good revelation to have and timely too. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Brooke, I'm also very 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 excited um we so episode three here we have our second guest how long am Mm -hmm. i gonna start you know it's like oh episode 92 we have our 91st guest (laughs) Uh, i'm happy it's it's really enough it's still okay yeah i'm i am happy to introduce our next guest uh and that is uh your friend and mine uh grace lewenberger hello grace yo yo hey uh, Grace has described herself as, uh, let's see, you you describe yourself as uh, a camp mom. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah, camp Self- mom. Self described energy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, I'm just going to address the elephant in the room here. Uh, Brooke and Grace are roommates, and we are, are. recording in separate corners <laughs> of the house that they live in. We sure are, and we figured out that our bedroom walls are soundproof, uh, yes. which is exciting. Ooh, that's a mm-hmm. that's actually a real blessing. That's more than what some people yeah. get. So, mm-hmm. yep. Unfortunately, our floors are not soundproof, so we sometimes can hear our downstairs neighbor getting really into his video games. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, really late at night too. <laughs> yeah, uh, that happens. That happened to me more when I was younger. Not as much now, but every once in a while, I'm good for yelling a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, mm. can I ask you, can you give me like a brief, like a micro snapshot of what it's like to live with Grace? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. So I think first you got to say it's um, not only do I have the wonderful opportunity to live with grace but also her golden retriever tess mm. and such who is good... uh resting at my feet right now yeah. <laughs> um tess is a very emotional and tender dog and same great yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and i was gonna say um Living with grace means a lot of really tender and emotional moments, a lot of really good heart to hearts, a lot of really 
um, random or sporadic like yelling fits or <laughs> yelling not like at each other, but just yelling about things that we're excited about. <laughs> we we are a yelling house and uh, a lot, a lot of really good food. Grace is a wonderful cook, very gifted baker, and I just get to reap the benefits of that sometimes. And not only just like occasionally try things that she makes, but I'm also equally inspired to Mm. cook and be exploring new ways to cook things. And living with Grace also means an occasional tip about... life in general <laughs> um, and something that's funny too is grace will like preface hot tip or life hack or hot take and i'm like always ready for it but i also am like hey you don't have to listen to me i'm not your mom <laughs> yeah. this is just something i learned this yeah. is called a garlic press you put cloves of garlic in it so you don't have to mm-hmm. chop it with a knife you know mm-hmm. a just garlic a, press is just a little tip that's yep. cr- that's critical kitchen equipment yeah yeah so that's, we, that's just a little that's a little snapshot but yeah yep <laughs> we have a good time i'm yeah. consistently impressed grace on your instagram um feed so i i don't i don't know if it's like the lighting or what but consistently the pictures that you take of your food looks delicious somehow like i made some uh a dish a couple or made a dish last night and it was very good but i took a picture of it and i was like this looks <laughs> disgusting <laughs> yeah well i think one of the things we have going for us is that one our kitchen is full of windows. So we have a ton of natural light, which is helpful. Yeah. And then two, we have aesthetically pleasing dishes, which Mm. I think also makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And three, we have a variety of interesting pepper grinders, which add, you know, some pizzazz to that final finishing touch when you're taking that photo for the gram. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Grace, something we've been doing, I, I guess we just call it a regular a regular bit on the show now, is we've been doing COVID-19 updates. And um, Brooke and I will have a chance uh, in a little bit to kind of bring everyone up with just how we're doing this week. Um, but Grace, I think the church is more interested in hearing what you have to say and how... I mean, you can share as much or as little as you want, um, but just how how is this season treating you? Um, like, what are maybe some of the highs mm. and some of the lows? Uh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I think what stands out to me is kind of when this all sort of became real and um, started to actually affect things was the uh, first week of March, I had planned to host a little house concert with, um, with a musician, um, who's coming up from the South and then one of his friends who's coming from Nashville. And, um, yeah, so we were just planning to have this house concert in the basement of, um, our good friend, Lauren Woolham's house. Um, and that was the day that we got the news that Kent state was going to be, you know, kind of moving online and um, it was that day. weren't sending students home necessarily, but it wasn't like things were starting to, to get shaken up. So, um, yeah, so that day we kind of were like, Oh, sh- well, I guess we'll just still have the concert. Cause we didn't know, like it was going to be a smaller concert anyway, but we're like, well, we'll just do it anyways. Cause the guys are already headed up. Um, they're coming anyway so let's just do it uh yeah so we kind of joked around that night we were like haha like this is the last hurrah like this is the last time we'll be together for a while and it was it was a joke but then that's actually what happened (laughs) and I haven't seen any of those people pretty much in person since then um that was the beginning of March but it was a really sweet time and looking back I think it's even a more fun memory now just knowing what's happened um we like just got to hear some really good music and be together it was all H2O people um and we like kind of finished out the night 
singing One Direction and Taylor Swift covers. And it was just like very fun. And it felt like we were really young and that nothing bad could happen, which was actually really nice. I think just to have that fun memory. Uh, Also that week, another tragic thing happened. Uh, A friend of mine, Michelle, who also goes to H2O, we were planning to have a muffin March madness party where people are just going to be making a ton of muffins. Mm. And um, we were going to have a bracket where we uh, ate the muffins and then voted on them. But uh, we unfortunately had to cancel it. Um, So that went online to my Instagram story where we kind of, had people vote on different baked goods instead. And, and that was fun. Um, but that was kind of the beginning. I feel like I was running on a ton of adrenaline. I was just literally running a lot of miles. I'm a distance runner, um, just kind of trying to adjust to what was happening and kind of the chaos that everyone has talked about. Um, in terms of like day to day, my life didn't really change a lot because my job was already remote. So the biggest thing that changed there was just um, having my coworkers be all remote as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the most part, the first week was not hard. Um, and then I think similar to most people, like stuff started to settle in. The news got a lot worse. Um, I really was struggling to kind of not think too much about the past, uh, dwell on the past or think too far into the future. I think both of those things are really difficult. Um, when there's, yeah, just this season, it's very hard to, I think, be present, um, and kind of enjoy the day-to-day moments. Um, yeah, there were definitely some low moments. I think I miss my family. Um, at one point, my nephew who has Down syndrome, um, which kind of affects your immune system and also like your respiratory um, system. He got really sick and had to be in the hospital and we thought he might have the virus. He didn't and he's fine, but that was really scary. So those things kind of were tough. But um, I mean, the kind of interesting thing for me in this pandemic is I was doing really horribly before um, this happened and actually turned a corner when the pandemic hit. Um, I was, I was struggling a lot with pretty intense seasonal depression, which Mm. I couldn't really identify until it was like starting to um, get a little bit better. But probably since um, the the fall, like October, late October, uh, just was really having a hard time um, and didn't understand really what was happening to me for a while. Um, yeah, and then uh, through just a series of changes to my lifestyle, I started going to counseling. Um, and then like the actual weather starting to get better. Um, that all kind of started to get some momentum right as stuff started to shut down. So it was this sort of weird dynamic where I started to feel really good and way more like myself and other people were starting to feel like really sad. Um, So it was kind of a strange sort of. (laughs) That's a um, weird paradigm. (laughs) Yeah. It was a very strange thing to feel like really happy that I wasn't feeling so crappy anymore, but also um, you know, it's not like one day you wake up and like everything's fine and all the problems you went to counseling for were suddenly solved. Um, but mm-hmm. it was nice to, you know, I guess, uh, have support and feel support and also be able to relate to some of what people were going through, um, feelings of loneliness and things like that. So I would say right now, um, we're doing pretty well. We really, Prick and I had a lot of fun, um, kind of celebrating Holy Week. We had a, a bonfire on Saturday night and I went all out for Easter dinner and um, she really did. She like, she truly did <laughs> really made a lot of food. Um, and I think just having stuff like that really has been fun. Just little things to look forward to and enjoy. Um, like Brooke and I like to get blizzards at Dairy Queen and, oh. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So overall I would say I'm actually doing pretty well. But that's not to say there aren't uh, harder moments or moments where I get impatient yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, Grace. Yeah. Um, I remember the day 
when you came into the kitchen and you're like, I had an epiphany. And we just got to talk about that transition for you of the weather and how that affected then just even where you're at, like mentally and spiritually. And I remember feeling like, wow, praise God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. I think we had like cookies to celebrate. I was like, let's eat a cookie and celebrate that (laughs) or something like that. Grace and I often like to reward things (laughs) we do with let's let's eat a cookie now. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's all about giving yourself the, like Grace said, the things to look forward to. But I think I'll just give a brief update of, um, or my COVID-19 update since last week, because yesterday post Easter. So no, I'll back up Easter. I think was just a really good day. I felt, um, yeah, just really close to community that day felt really close to the Lord. I think our church's zoom meeting was really fun and crazy and really just felt like a breath of fresh air. I logged off and I was like, man, I just like smiled that whole time. It was really sweet. Got to talk to my family. Um, and then Monday, I think it was, it might've just been a combination of maybe it was like holiday hangover or something like that. But (laughs) I felt like yesterday, was one of the slowest days of quarantine to date. I remember looking up at the clock and I saw that it was noon and I said, it's only noon. Are you kidding me? (laughs) There's so much day left. I spent so much of the day. I mean, I had meetings and I was working on um, stuff and got to talk to a few people, but it was just such a slow day. And then I was debating um, as to whether or not I would, share this, but I think I will just because it kind of gives an insight to just one, my brain, but also how tender and gracious the Lord is. But I was praying and talking to the Lord and thanking him for things in my life. And then I had this thought of like, wow, why, why do we thank the Lord for things? What is that for? And just kind of let it go. And then later I was reading, uh, in, first Samuel, there's a story in first Samuel. And at the very end it said, and the people were And the people went home and blessed God. And I felt super called out, but in a super loving way, because I know the Lord was just using that to speak to me to say, it is good to thank the Lord for these things and to um, bring praises to him. It's, it's what he desires. Like he has given us all these good things and we can thank him for that. And it's a blessing for us too, to be, reminded and remembering of the good things that we do have in our life. And, and it's a form of worship too. Like our, our worship is, it's like breath to God, giving that to him. And so I just felt almost immediately in a day where I was feeling like everything was slow and I was just kind of trudging along. And then even thinking, why do we, why do we do that? Why do we give thanks to the Lord? And then to be reminded because it's worship and because we get to remember the good things the Lord has given us and um, just felt thankful and loved by that. Love that, you know, sometimes you don't get that immediate answer, that immediate like spin around, but sometimes you're just reading something and it just speaks exactly like if you're reading something in the word, it just speaks like what you needed to hear, mm. a truth you needed to be affirmed. So that happened yesterday. And then today flew by. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, there's truly no normal. <laughs> but I felt um, thankful for yesterday. I'm, I think just trying to practice being thankful just for the days that we are given. And yeah. yeah. So that was kind of the, 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 that was just the past like three days, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. That'd be my update. Um, Me, I, so last week I felt was kind of marked by, um, kind of settling into the reality that um, that this is how life is going to be for a, a while. Um, mm. And even when, you know, we've said, okay, at least in the state of Ohio, you know, the, the sickness is, you know, we've done pretty good with it and it's kind of past ish, but like, we still can't, like, we still can't just say, okay, go everyone go back to life as normal. It's going to take a while. Right. Last week was kind of me figuring out what are my rhythms? I feel somehow overworked and really busy, but also just in my house and not, I didn't know, I didn't know how to deal with that. Um, Mm. 
And since we last spoke on the podcast here, um, I feel like things have been uh, kind of restful and kind of have swung the other way. And I've had some um, sweet moments with my family. Um, I've been cooking a lot. I <laughs> I made... I made yesterday, so I've never ma- so I've never made um, carbonara. It's this Italian dish. It's mm. pasta. Mm-hmm. The sauce is like this kind of like egg and cheese. Oh, we we uh, are familiar. Yeah. Our listeners yeah. might our, our listeners might not be though. So just keep keep talking, Brian. Keep describing it. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just pasta, bacon, eggs, cheese, and oh gosh, yeah, pepper. <laughs> Bring it. And so I don't even like, so, okay, confession here. I really don't even, I don't love Italian food. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't love Italian food, but I've had carbonara done really well and I was just really craving it. So I was like, we're going to go for it and I'm going to do it. And I was super intimidated by it to start out. And I wanted to bless my wife and, um, she does, I would say, probably like 70% of the cooking, and I do like the other 30%. And um, so I had started uh, dinner for our daughter so that while I'm cooking, we can start putting her to bed. And I was just kind of going through the fridge and like getting rid of some old stuff. And this is a total confession. I found like a half gallon. I'm really putting it out here. I found a half gallon of whole milk that was like... Oh. Two weeks past the date. Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. And our our di- our sink had already had some dishes in it, and I was like, "Well, this this won't stand. We got to get rid of this. Like this, <laughs> we got to get rid of it." And so I start pouring it out in the sink. And guys, well, first of all, the smell was terrible. Oh no! And I smelled it, and I just immediately start <laughs> coughing, oh. gagging. <laughs> You know, Katie and Eleanor are both like, are you okay? Are you okay? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm fine. And so I set it down for a minute and start getting some of my other like pasta ingredients ready to go. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to this. We're going to take care of it. And I put like a bandana over my face, you know, my, (laughs) my, my pandemic bandana (laughs) over my face. And I start pouring this milk into the sink to go down the drain. And it's like coming out in chunks. Like it was disgusting and I could still smell it through my bandana and I start, I don't, I don't know what happened. I started hacking up so much. I went and puked in the bathroom just just from pouring out this gallon of milk and it's my, it's, it's all my fault because my wife asked me to get milk and it's, it is wasteful. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's wasteful. My wife asked me to get milk. I got the wrong milk. I got whole milk mm. instead of whatever I was supposed to get. I guess that's part of the problem. And uh, so we had a decent bit of whole milk go down the drain. Um, but I had a glorious time cooking carbonara and puking before I did it. <laughs> and, um, Life's about balance. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I That's a really good point because for whatever reason in my life, I can, my, I can never keep anything in the middle. And that was the advice that my, my uh, late grandpa Yinger always told me is he said, Mm. keep it in the middle. And uh, (laughs) my wife does that, but I can't do it. I'm always swinging from one end to the other. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Grace, you had mentioned you're doing counseling and I recently started doing counseling also. And, um, Mm -hmm. Oh, what a, I wish I would have started doing it two years ago. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I agree. Uh, I guess that's my COVID update. Things are fine. We're doing fine here. So we've been eating a lot of good food and having fun together, I guess. So yeah, that's a good update, Brian. Yeah. Puking, uh, good food, <laughs> dumping most, stuff down the drain. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to be learned. It's good. Uh, the carbonara was great. So I was intimidated yes, at first, but it was actually a lot of fun. So that's awesome. Um, so let's get into let's get into the meat of it here, Grace. Long story short, a couple of weeks ago, you had started writing this series of letters 
on your website called Letters in a Pandemic. And I'll let you explain a little bit of it um, in just a moment. But I, um, man, you wrote one that was to, um, to ministers. And I was like, well, this kind of applies to me, so I'll read it. And the very, the very first line says, uh, Dear Minister, did you wrinkle your nose at that opening greeting, unused to being called a minister? Hmm. And that, uh, that, is, that is just me. And um, yeah, it's, it's been um, really amazing to see um, to see you kind of spill your guts and spill your heart into these letters to to different sectors of culture right now that are affected um, that are all affected similarly but also really differently hmm. yeah. um, and I just I I knew I just wanted to have you here on our on our podcast to speak to our church really early on because, I think you have a lot of good things that the Lord has laid on your heart to share um, with our church. So I, I, I guess, I guess my first question to you is, um, is what is this series? Where did it come from? Why are you writing it? Yeah, sure. Um, I think it kind of started just from uh, writing some Instagram captions First, I wrote one that was kind of just, um, yeah, it was one of those posts that you put out there and you're like, oh, this is too much to say. And then um, definitely got some like positive feedback and encouragement from people. Um, It was kind of addressed towards like people who are single in a pandemic and like how Mm -hmm. loneliness often follows single people. But when everybody else has someone to turn to or it seems that way how it can just bring up a lot of stuff that's Mm -hmm. really hard about being single like how we can say that we love being independent when there's like a lot of distractions around us and a lot of adventure and freedom and fun to be had from what it means to be a single person but then when like everyone else is quarantining with their family or has Um, a significant other or is married or has kids like how they have people to turn to and you might not necessarily feel that way and just kind of recognizing that and saying like hey the stuff you're feeling I feel that too we're not alone in this but also like how can we use our our place of freedom to encourage other people who don't have the same freedoms that we have. So like, how can we reach out to our grandparents or write letters to, um, to our friends or just spend more time, um, helping other people. And that was kind of the first one, the first sort of thought I wrote addressed towards like a specific group of people. But I, when I wrote that, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to turn this into like letters to a bunch of people, but it's kind of funny now thinking about it like the call to action was kind of like, Hey, let's use our position and our place in society to encourage people in the unique circumstance we Mm -hmm. find ourselves, which is like being a single person. So that's kind of what the jumping off point was. And then, um, the next, the, the very first official letter I wrote was towards, um, directed towards parents because a lot of my friends are, are parents, either they're new parents. Um, one of my friends just had a baby. Um, and just like in general, I work with, uh, working parents who now have had, a lot of changes with daycare they're trying to do their jobs and their kids are at home and um just was thinking about how challenging that must be and having kids you know as brian you know your parent is really joyful but kids are not necessarily like the easiest thing in the world to uh have around when you're trying to be productive yeah. things like that um <laughs> So just kind of, that was the first, um, official letter that I wrote. Um, yeah. And then I just kind of started to think about other groups. So I officially turned that Instagram caption, um, towards single people into a letter and kind of expanded on that. And then I wrote one to 
artists, so like musicians, writers, mm-hmm. um, people who make um, actual art, like what we perceive as like sculptures or paintings, um, all sorts of people. Uh, I wrote that one. I wrote one towards um, teachers. I wrote one towards uh, people in ministry. And then um, the last one I wrote was towards uh, college seniors. Mm. So, and I I actually think, you know, Brian, to go back to like kind of what you said in your intro, they kind of all, they're all addressed towards separate groups, but they all are united around like a sort of similar theme, which is one, we're in a pandemic, but two, what experiences are we all having and what hope or sort of like meat do we have to grab onto when it doesn't really feel like we're experiencing anything substantial in our lives where it's like, it's kind of a lot of repeated days and like weird rhythms. And there's not a lot for us to grab onto. Like it kind of just feels like we're sliding all around. And I actually sent the the letters to one of my brothers and he said, I'll just read what he said. He said, I think one thing that strikes me about the letters as a group or as a whole is that they are a whole. They remind us that we are all going through this together and they're united by hope. Um, Yeah. So that was, that was kind of what they became. Um, I think what surprised me the most about writing them is I actually, I'm a pretty emotional person too. All the people on this podcast, we love a good cry. (laughs) Um, But I definitely got really emotional just thinking about different people in my life that these letters pertain to. I think I'm just a really self-centered person a lot of the time. And it's really a helpful exercise and empathy and like, uh, trying to get outside of my own head, my own experiences and thinking about what this is like for, for other people and what they must experience. And also just like, I also know that I'm really prone to, um, needing encouragement when things are hard. So part of the reason I wrote them is just like, I know how much I need the gospel and need encouragement. So, if I need that, chances are other people are feeling these things too and need that too. So that was kind of, um, yeah, that's, that's a, a decent summary of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I think, um, I think, so I, I only read the, or I read the letters that were written towards me, <laughs> I guess if that makes sense <laughs> yeah. because it's a letter written towards me. Um, and at least the one on parents, um, I, um, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess my next question to you is how, how do you reading, reading these letters, sorry, these are unformed thoughts, reading these letters, <laughs> um, I feel really seen and known mm. and, um, I think I think I would, I mean, by any stretch of the imagination, Grace, like we're acquaintances, right? Um, yeah. You know, we don't really have a ton, like, you know, we have like maybe like, you know, week to week, you know, interactions maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel really known just in this letter as a parent. Like there was one day where I was like, oh man, is Eleanor watching too much TV? I don't know in you know trying to hold myself to some standard and it's like we're in a global pandemic right now like Mm. praise god that you know i get to watch television with my daughter for more than what she probably should but is it okay right now yeah it's fine (laughs) you know we just gotta Mm -hmm. figure out something to do and i think my question to you grace is um, there's six different letters here where I feel like you really have this sense of being able to minister to people in different um, people groups and have, at least for me, I feel like you really nailed this sense of what, what do I need to hear? Like, where does, where does that come from? Where, like, <laughs> How like where does that? How are you able to do that? Well, that's very kind that you think that. Appreciate that comment. 
That means a lot. Um, yeah, I guess the easiest way to say it is just like having a lot of people close to me who intimately experience these, um, these different, I guess, like funnels of life or roles in life. Um, you know, I'm a single person, so mm -hmm. I definitely wrote that one from a perspective of like thinking about what I was going through and really wanting to encourage other people. So that one is mm -hmm. probably like the easiest to do. The one with parents, I think just, um, yeah, I think just hearing my coworkers on our mm -hmm. Skype calls, like just hearing from them, like just the stress of that. And yeah. also just wanting them to know that they're allowed to like miss a meeting because their kid just like peed on the floor. Like we're not going to be upset about productivity. Like there's so yeah. much more right now than being productive. Um, and then in terms of like ministry, obviously like living with Brooke, I get a firsthand mm. uh, witness to seeing what that is like on her end. But then my dad's also a pastor. My brother's a pastor and I think just like knowing lifelong what it's like to be a minister in like a normal context. And then suddenly now, like, this is not normal. The job you already had and the burdens you already carried are just multiplied. Um, so yeah. And then artists, I think like that one, I don't um, necessarily feel particularly close to, but I have felt very like encouraged by and served by artists during mm -hmm. this time, which um, I think is so important. I think that sometimes people can say like, well, music or TV, those are just distractions from yeah. like, like that's, that's noise and you need to cut out the noise. But I really don't, I don't believe that. I think sometimes we can use media or art to distract ourselves when we should be listening to God in the silence. But I also think there's a lot to be said about like filling our minds with beautiful, <laughs> edifying and fun things. Um, I don't think God wants us to just like sit around in silence uh, during this pandemic and <laughs> twiddle yeah. our thumbs. Like there's beautiful things to look at and listen to um, like right now. Oh, my dog just jumped off the bed. So, um, yeah. I, well, and then on that point, I, yeah. I, I just want to say, I agree with that so much. I, um, yeah. I, I am, I'm quick to go to anxiety and depression and, mm -hmm. um, there's a certain point where you need something else, you know? Yeah, like, totally. I feel like sometimes distractions in quotes are kind of talked about in this negative light. Um, sometimes a distraction is a good thing. It can be a holy thing, you know? Oh yeah. I totally agree. I definitely learned that this winter when I was just really not doing well. And I was like, I need to lean into the silence and solitude. And then I was like, actually, I really need to listen to music that reminds me like what is good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and if anyone out there is feeling like that now, like this pressure to like, <laughs> I don't know, just like make this sort of a really intense desert experience. You don't have to do that. Like um, art is, I believe that art was given to us as a gift from God. So um, I think there's a lot of good to be found there. So that's kind of where that one came from. Teachers, I just think teachers are heroes. So mm -hmm. when I write to them, it's like, it's a love letter. Um, mm -hmm. So I just really admire them and. Um, again, I do have friends that are teachers in a huge variety of circumstances. Um, and then the seniors one, yeah, I mean, we're a college church. Um, there's yeah. people in my life group who this is like very intimately affecting. I've been out of college for four years now, but that's not like a horribly long amount of time that I don't remember what senior year was like and how much rides on that. And I know how many things I was really counting on in my last semester of senior year and just how devastating that would be to lose that. Mm -hmm. So that one, um, yeah, that one was really just written from a place of wanting to encourage them 
but also just frankly say like this really sucks yeah. and we're we're here with you um to walk with you through that and um yeah so that's so i guess all that to say i just think about the people that are, the real people that are on the other end and just try to imagine me saying these things out loud to them or actually sending them a letter um and i i pray before i write and when i post so it's always my hope that one person be encouraged that's always my prayer um Mm -hmm. sometimes my pride gets in the way and i'm like but i want a lot of people to be encouraged but (laughs) if it's just one like that that is enough um Yeah. yeah and oftentimes i'm i'm just as encouraged doing the process of writing as a person could be by reading them. So mm-hmm. I'm always, I always have to remind myself of that too. Yeah. And another thing that I really admire about your letters is um, you are not afraid to, you acknowledge how heavy things are and you're not afraid to say, this is really hard. And mm-hmm. just to go there and to just say, this is really hard right now, but here's the hope. Here's, mm-hmm. you know, I see you and mm-hmm. you are worth so much and you're worth so much in the Lord's, uh, in the Lord's eyes too. And, uh, mm. yeah, I, yeah. I, I just really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brian. So mm-hmm. from what I understand, Grace, um, you have a little bit of a part of a letter that you could that you could potentially read to us is that true question yeah and i think i think the (laughs) comment i think the comment you just said really plays well into what i'm about to read um and i did choose a portion of a letter to the class of 2020 to those seniors but i think it i think it's really relevant to students um excuse me but i also think it's really relevant to the rest of us so i'm just i'll just go ahead and read read it Uh, Dear class of 2020, I know this story has taken a turn that none of you expected. The ending you imagined in your head never ended this way. Strangely enough, all of us, from college seniors to senior citizens, share in that feeling. None of us knows what lies in the chapters ahead for our individual lives and the whole world. Frankly, I wish I didn't have to write any of these letters in a pandemic, let alone this particular one to you, college seniors. Last month, I began reading a book by Eugene Peterson titled The Jesus Way. It tells stories of people in scripture, and in it, Peterson writes about David's story. One he says is, quote, not a story of what God wants us to be, but a story of God working with the raw materials of our lives as he finds us, end quote. As you hear that quote, you might think of how your own story for this semester has not become what you wanted it to be. When God works with the raw materials of our lives, it can leave us feeling, well, quite raw. In this time, you might be tempted to rush your story from the bad to the good as quickly as possible. You might even tell God that you know what he wants you to be and become during this pandemic, patient and gracious, loving and kind. I'm not telling you not to pursue fruits of the spirit during this season of difficulty, but David is a good model to look towards as a man whose faults lived right alongside his faithfulness. While David is the main character in many memorable Old Testament narratives, a large part of David's story is found in the poetry of the Psalms. The Psalms show us our hero David in a very raw place. David confesses his sins and sees the grave error of his ways, but he also cries out to God in the pain of that. David questions where God is in the midst of the great darkness. Our God is one who is grieved by David's storyline and our storylines too. Christ cries over death. The Holy Spirit groans within us. But God does not disappear on us as we lament how this narrative plays out. Instead, he does the hard work of finding us right where we are at and using the raw materials of our lives for good. What will God do with these raw materials? As we continue to take all this day by day, we can affirm what is good can also be very painful. One only needs to look to the cross to affirm that statement. But the cross is not the end of the story. Our God is a God of resurrection, of redemption, 
of using the raw materials to bring his kingdom here. So no matter what situation you and I and everyone in the world affected this by this pandemic find ourselves in these next months, let's remember that the best author of all time will continue to write our stories in this creation story without flaw, accident, or coincidence. Our God is a writer whose creativity is never ending, and he knows what is next. And that, my friends, changes things. Love, Grace. Whew. Thank you, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reading that. Thank you for writing it. And I want to affirm just this about you. Like you lean into truth and heavy things, but also art and beauty and creativity really, really well. Um, and I am just so thankful that even your form of art and expression was able to just reach the eyes of people and in, in your life. And yeah, I even like just ask the Lord now that the words you just read can hopefully minister to listeners who are hearing this um, right now. And Grace, I just want to affirm like you just have and possess a gift of wisdom and discernment that is so clearly from the Lord and you like just shepherd it really well. And um, mm. you just put words really beautifully to things. Um yeah. So thank you so much for sharing Thanks, that. Brooke. Yeah, of course. I think it's also worth noting too, like you mentioned this before you read and in, in your selection of the letter was kind of based off of the fact that our church has, um, has a large population of college students. Like our, our heart and mission for our church is to reach the college of Kent state university with the gospel. And you actually hold a really unique position within our church because one, you're not from Ohio, and two, you didn't go to Kent State, and three, you didn't know anyone before moving to Kent. She doesn't and even go here. She I doesn't don't. even go here. <laughs> and even, I mean, you and I were reflecting on this, but we just became roommates because your <laughs> former coworker put it in the H2O Facebook page and was like, this girl's looking for a roommate. And it was the same yeah. time I was looking for a roommate. And so even that just seemed super, like, kind of crazy but clearly the lord's hand and so you as we might like language that our church might deem you is like you're a city member of our church you're neither a student nor a staff but you're part of our church as, as someone who lives in the city of kent and has um yeah just been a part of our church family and not as a student either and i think having your voice and your presence and your support but also just who you are as a person as a part of our community has drastically changed for the better the ways that we can continue to care for our church because hmm. I think I, I know there's other people who are like you in our church who didn't go to Kent and who didn't um who are not originally from Kent but just came and and said yes to being a part of our church and pursuing Jesus but also ministering to college students and I am so often just so thankful for the voice that you bring and the sacrifice that you're making for the kingdom to be a part of our church too. And so I just, I wanted that to be, mm. to just be known. I, I love your presence in my life as my roommates, but also just, um, I, I think I, I speak for, um, the church and the staff when I say, we're just so thankful for who you are, um, as a part of our church family. So we're really just blessed to have you grace. Thanks, Brooke. Yeah, yeah, I love love being a part of this community, and I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, happy to have you, girl. Thanks. <laughs> a- amen happy to, to be in this in this bedroom right adjacent to yours. Yeah. <laughs> On mission together. Woo. On mission together. <laughs> okay. Oh, here we go. The sound of Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> this was a request by me. Request by my friend Grace. Request I honored. I, I said I wouldn't be a part of the podcast unless they played Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. So. And Grace, we're happy to do it because tomorrow is your birthday. <laughs> it is. Yes. And so um, it's actually just fun birthday tradition that we, uh, I think like our staff team has done this before and I know me and some of my friends do this, but when it's someone's birthday, we play this game called this or that. And it's basically us fire hosing whoever's birthday it is that person with this or that questions Woo. so yep. are you ready grace this is the tradition 
<laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Brian, <laughs> Brian's got it. He's going to take you from here. All right. All right. Well, we're all going to do this. We're going to do Grace first, and then we're going to pass the pass the buck around. Okay. 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 Grace, are you ready for this or that H2O and Friends edition? Let's go. Okay. So, well, first, I came up with all of these while I was cooking uh, dinner tonight, so a lot of them are food-based. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's great. I, I, figured love, that, I love that. Yeah, I figured that wouldn't be a problem. Okay, Grace, are you ready? Here yep. we go. Okay. Guac or salsa? Guac. Wings or ribs? Ribs. Oh, Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Headphones or speakers? Headphones. French or Italian? Italian. Ooh. Running with or without dogs? Without. Oh. Uh, oh. Tess is terrible at running. She is cover, cover Tess's ears. She will sit down and refuse to go. Wow. <laughs> uh, she's, she's a sprinter. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, yeah. White or we wheat? Have, we have uh, wheat. Uh, mild or spicy? Spicy. Mm. Mobile mm. or desktop? Mobile or desktop? Yeah. <laughs> Mobile or desktop? Uh, uh, desktop. Okay. And this one is selfishly for me. Full band or acoustic? Oh. Oh. Acu- uh, oh acoustic, baby. Oh. It's fine. Nice. It's fine. Okay, I got, I got a quick one. I got a quick one for you, Grace. Overalls or windbreaker? Oh, overalls. <laughs> you can just store a lot of things in that pocket. Uh, yeah. Gerbils, snacks. A f- uh, 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 oh my gosh, I'm blanking. A juice box. <laughs> a, a juice box, all sorts of things. A popsicle. Yeah, your phone. You've done a I whole Instagram it. series about it. Yep. <sighs> okay. I love my overalls. All right. Brooke, are you ready? Okay. Yep. Here we go. This or that, Continent Joe edition. <laughs> All right. Where did you come from or where did you go? <laughs> guac or salsa? <sighs> guac. Okay. Wings or ribs? Ribs. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Headphones or speakers? Speakers. French or Italian? Italian. Come on. Running. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Running with or without dogs? Without dogs. Coffee or tea? Coffee. White or wheat? Uh, White. Okay. Mild or spicy? Spicy. Mobile or desktop? Mobile. (laughs) Funny one. Okay. Full band or acoustic? Full band, baby. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That was was especially for you, Brian. Yes. All right, Brian. I'm going to give you the same ones, okay? Okay. Here we go. You ready? Yep. Okay. Guac or salsa? Salsa. Smoky. Ooh. It's got to be smoky. Okay. Okay. You'll have to make us that sometime. Mm-hmm. All right. Wings or ribs? Wings. Netflix or Hulu? Mm, Netflix. Headphones or speakers? Headphones. Okay. French or Italian? French. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> Running with or without dogs? I don't know. I don't run. I mean, I... I, it's, you, you would you would join Tess in just the sitting down. It's a comp- <laughs> yes, just- it's a co- running in general is a complicated subject for me. Okay, and then the dogs just complicate things. Okay, yeah, running we'll, with dogs we'll talk sounds about that. great. We'll talk about that yeah. another time. So, coffee or tea? Coffee. White or wheat? White. Mild or spicy? Spicy. That's right, baby. Mobile or desktop? Desktop. Full band or acoustic? Full band, baby! Yeah! <laughs> Full what send. What a do! Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Brooke, what do we have next here? We have our fun segment that we like to call recommendations. So this can be a media you've been consuming, a food you've been cooking, a hobby you've picked up that you enjoy... Um, just whatever whatever we'd like to recommend to our listeners listening here today. Um, so, let's see. People let's come have... here for the hot recommendations in the truly, H2O network. Truly, truly. Yeah. yeah. Brian, would you like to kick us off? Oh, yeah. Um, my recommendation 
is. I don't know. Come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> you are ready. Okay, I'll go. I have my recommendation. So this recommendation actually is kind of in a sideways way a recommendation from Grace because this is something that she started doing that I also enjoyed doing. But I think it's perfect for um, us as we're like eating a lot of meals at home. But I highly recommend that when you by yourself or like you and your family sit down for dinner at night, turn off all the lights, light some candles, put them on your kitchen table. And they can be if you have unscented candles, that's probably preferred, but you can work with what you got. So light some unscented candles, and if you want to take it even a step further, no screens during the meal either. Like if you know, don't like use your phone if you want to. But um, I would say I definitely recommend eating dinner by candlelight. Wow. And I know the sun is starting to set a little bit later, but I think it truly does just kind of slow you down, and it's really mm-hmm. nice. It's really like kind of feels romantic um but in the way that's just like this is really nice and i really appreciate this so this is my so, recommendation i'm feverishly be, yeah. writing this down brooke that is a real <laughs> good tip right it's it grace and i did that and we still do like even yep. today we'll eat dinner by candlelight wow. and it's it's really it literally physically something about it something about no lights and just candles Wow. slows you down really enjoy your company really enjoy your food it's really nice you had me mm-hmm. at romance great <laughs> i can go next if brian still yep. wants some time to think yep. um, yes grace, grace my recommendation ahead. is uh as a whole banjos um <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what <laughs> I, I've really been blessed by banjos during this <laughs> pandemic. I, I was blessed before, but there's just been a special, special blessing. I really like to dance to upbeat banjo music. I call it banjo breakdown. Uh, wow. I also really have been enjoying, there is a Swedish artist named the tallest man on earth. Yes. Uh, his real name is not, his real name is Christian Matson, but he is currently stuck in the United States and uh, the Finger Lakes region of New York. And he just keeps posting all these videos of him playing the banjo. And it is the best thing that's mm-hmm. ever happened to me. This week, he said that he's going to do an Instagram live of him playing Swedish hymns on his banjo, oh. which I just <laughs> think it's my dream come true. So... <laughs> I would highly recommend checking out the tallest man on earth whose banjo skills will truly bless you during this season. Mm. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, So, all right. So this is going to be pretty par for course for me. Um, But I, I've been getting some extra gaming time during Mm -hmm. this season. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't feel guilty about it at all. It's just, and you know, playing video games is a little bit of a hobby of mine. So when I get to yep. do it, it's great. I've been playing this game called No Man's Sky. And okay. It's this. Um, I don't know. In some ways, it's maybe the space equivalent of American Truck Simulator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love space. Uh, you're just a, a dude in the universe or a dudette, and. Um, uh, you know, there's this huge universe you explore in your spaceship. There's all there's trillions of planets. They've said like, I think only like 002 percent of the entire universe in this game will ever get discovered or something crazy like that. Oh my god! Yeah, it's bonkers. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's just you know you're you're out in space surviving and trying to figure out. Uh, there's like a nice storyline that you're, you're trying to figure out. Like, oh, what's going on? Oh, nice. And it's you know it's just. Uh, it's just fun. So if you play on the uh, PC platform, uh, you can join me. And you know, I would, I would. My recommendation in general is just gaming. I've had some friends ask me mm. how to how to get into some games and stuff like that, and it's just been a real delight. So mm-hmm. you know, folks, that's great, Brian. Yeah, you know, you nice. do you. You know, yeah, you can you take it you. too far, but you can also not take it far enough. 
<laughs> Brian, Brian Yinger. Yep. <laughs> Not taking it far enough. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. So good, Brian. we're at the end here. Uh, Grace, any final words? Oh, it's been a pleasure. I wish you both the best. Uh, I will see Brooke after this. Brian, I don't know when I'll see you next, but I sure hope it's with uh, it's with a grill in front of you, just cooking up some delicious meats what? during this spring grilling season. You sent me a text a couple of weeks ago. You said, "I've been." <laughs> what'd you say? They can take our freedoms, but they can't take our grills. <laughs> I, I can pull up the very text right here and read it. I said, Brian, you know what I was thinking today? They could take away our freedoms, but they could never take away our grills. <laughs> grill, baby, grill. Grill, baby, grill. Good yeah. grills. Good God. Yep. <laughs> uh, Brooke, final words. Go. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I want good grills, good God, like as a sticker you can put on the back of a car. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my that's my final words. My final words are, um, I don't know. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh yeah. I don't know if always. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, goodbye. <laughs>